Good morning from Stanford Christian Church. This is Pastor Jeremy. Today we continue Dinner with Jesus, our sermon series on the meals that Jesus shared with people in the book of Luke. However, the story of today's meal doesn't really include much eating. Instead, one of the Pharisees invite Jesus to dinner and Jesus shows up calling everybody out. Before the night is over, he will rebuke the guests and the host and point them to a better way. He sets his sights on destroying their pride and selfishness and then invites them to come to God's table. He leads them to see the value in other people and to not overestimate their own importance. Remember, God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. We read it in Luke chapter 14, verses 7 through 11. When he noticed the guests choose the place of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by the host. And the host who invited both of you may come to you and say, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you're invited, go and sit at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, my friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Now, growing up in the 90s, I grew up watching a lot of shows like Boy Meets World and Saved by the Bell and The Wonder Years. We watched so much of them that I remember more about their high school cafeterias than I really do my own. And one thing they all had in common was that the cool kids always had a table. And everyone else wanted to be at the cool kid's table. If you made a fool of yourself, you got demoted to a lower table. And if you were popular at the moment, you moved up. That is exactly what Jesus saw happening at this dinner. Is that how you live your life? Trying to get to the cool kid's table? And when, then once you're there, making sure everybody knows it? To help us get pointed in the right direction, Jesus offers a summary statement. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. Jesus compared two hypothetical situations. To understand them, you need to know uh, where you sit at the table was important in their culture. The seats of honor and importance were closest to the head of the table, while those farthest away uh, had more trouble joining in the conversation with the host and the honored guest. So first, if you assert your own importance and then sit in an honored seat, then the host moves you down the table, that's embarrassing. It's a bit like when someone waves at you and you wave back, and then you realize they're actually waving at the person behind you. Then Jesus moves to the other side of the coin. If you put yourself at the lowest seat and the host moves you up, that is honoring. Jesus leads us to humble ourselves and not pridefully assert our importance. Are you constantly fighting to be seen at the head of the table? Are you always seeking the praise and attention of others? Or do you rest in who God has made you to be in his judgment of your value? Forgetting about yourself and focus on bettering others. I think of Abraham who took his nephew Lot to the top of the hill and they looked out over the land and he said, you take the first choice of the land to make your home. If you go left, then I'll go right, and if you go right, then I'll go left. He allowed Lot to have the better land. By all rights, Abraham was older. He was the one who God had called and established the promise with. 
He was the leader of the family. He gave Lot the first choice. In Luke chapter 22, verses 24 through 27, a dispute arose among the disciples as to which one of them was to be regarded as the greatest. But Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, the greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the leader like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one at the table? But I am among you as the one who serves. The way of Jesus is to put others before yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. It doesn't mean that you're not valuable and special, but it means that God has made us all valuable and special in his image. God has a plan for us all, and he's made us all unique with, with skills and qualities that make us valuable. The point is that we should treat others as, as though they are more important than us. Think about Jesus. He is Almighty God, the Lord and Savior of the world, King of Kings. And he washed the disciples' feet, not the other way around. As we continue this dinner with Jesus, he turns his attention to the selfishness of the host. We continue reading in verse 12. He said also to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers and sisters or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return or you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Now Jesus is accusing them of only valuing people based on what they can do for you. They are only inviting those who can repay the favor and benefit them. Once again, Jesus targets their sinful selfishness, and self-serving attitudes. If you invite and associate with people based on what they can repay you, then you will receive that payment, but stray, but stray from Jesus and his blessing. However, if you invite those the world views as undesirable, putting aside your concern for what they can do for you, then Jesus says you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Jesus points our eyes to the eternal reward. The way of Jesus is the best way to live. It's not just for the good of others, but it provides the most joy and peace and goodness for you. In the kingdom of God, people are not valued by what they can do for you. They're, not, they're valued for who God has made them to be. They're important because the image of God is within them. He equips them and empowers them just like he does you. He names the poor and the crippled and the blind, but they represent all those who are in undesirable in the eyes of the world, most would consider them unable to repay any goodness given them. Now listen to me now. This is something that I want you to think about. God wants us to serve and care for those who are in need. However, he doesn't want us to just serve them like we're up here, up high, and, and we're reaching down as saviors to save the poor people. Instead, by inviting them to your meal and sitting and eating with them, we identify with them as on the same level. We communicate that we're with them. Remember, Jesus is the, the Savior of sinners, but Jesus is called the friend of sinners. Care for people, serve them, but more importantly, befriend them. 
Let's work to join with those who are struggling as equals, letting go of our pride and recognizing the goodness and the value in every person and embracing them as equals in the kingdom of God. Jesus calls us not just to feed them, but to sit with them and eat. I challenge you to go out and find someone you wouldn't have previously associated with and just befriend them. Just talk to them and get to know them. Maybe even invite them to dinner. But don't all go choose the same person. Because if someone gets 50 dinner invitations this afternoon, I'm going to feel bad. Jesus addressed our pride in how they valued others. He addressed selfishness in the way we use others. And now the dinner ends with Jesus declaring that God values and desires all, regardless of what the world thinks of us, how cleaned up we are, or the mistakes we've made. The way we view and treat others is based on the way that God considers us. Starting in verse 15, Jesus says, one of the, or it says, one of the dinner guests on hearing this said to Jesus, blessed is anyone who will eat the bread of the kingdom in the kingdom of God. So this person just kind of blurted this out. Then Jesus said to him, someone gave a great dinner and invited many. At the time for the dinner, he sent his slave to say to those who had been invited, come for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. And the first said, I've bought a piece of land and I must go see to it. Please accept my regrets. And another said, I have bought five young yoke of oxen and I'm going to try them out. Please accept my regrets. Another said, I've just been married and therefore I cannot come. So all these are bad excuses. So the slave returned and reported this to the master. Then the owner of the house became angry and said to his slave, Go out at once into the streets and the lanes of the town and bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. And the slave said, Sir, what you've ordered has been done and there's still room at the meal. Then the master said to the slave, Go out into the roads and lanes and compel people to come in so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those who were invited will taste my dinner. Now, in this parable, God is the host. He sent out an open invitation to all those who will come. No matter who you are, God has set a place at his table for you. Remember, at one of the other dinners Jesus shared, he said, I have come to seek the sick, not the righteous. He is not concerned about your ability to repay him because we all know that none of us ever could. None of us will ever be good enough to sit at this table. But he values us all, not on what we offer, not on how important we are, wealthy, healthy, or skilled, or religious. He loves you and desires you enough to die for you simply because of who you are. So know today that Jesus is inviting you to his table. He's inviting you to have hope and a better tomorrow. To know that he can restore you, heal you, forgive you, to give you a family, to use you to do good in this world, to have peace, and to take your seat at his table. How will you respond? He came for you, lived a perfect life, and died on the cross to pay the penalty for your sin, and rose again to provide you a new life. Give your life to him. Trust that he did this for you, that you will receive the promise and follow him. Know that he is your God, Savior, and Lord, and you will have an eternal place at his table 
in his kingdom. And he will, and when he returns and his kingdom fully comes, we will sit together and enjoy all the goodness God intends for us. Those who reject the invitation believe that there are better options out there and that they would rather chase them with the night. But those who come to the feast understand that they are in need, that what the host is offering them is magnificent, better than what they can get anywhere else. At this feast, there is no reason to assert yourself to a place of importance ahead of anyone else because we're all beggars in need of him, unable to help ourselves. At this feast, none of us worry about what the other guests have to offer because the host meets every need we could ever have. We all just sit together and enjoy the goodness of God. Thank you so much for listening to Stanford Christian Church today. My name is Pastor Jeremy. I want to invite you on October the 22nd from 5 to 7 p.m. And I want to invite you to our church for our fall festival. We're going to have a chili supper and games and crafts and candy and the kids can wear their costumes and it's going to be an amazing night, and we want to invite you. We want everybody. It's not. It's an open invitation. Everyone is welcome, all ages. So come and join us October the 22nd from 5 to 7 uh, for our fall festival. Come see us any Sunday morning at 10.50 a.m. for our worship gathering. We'd love to see you any Sunday morning, 10.50 a.m. Uh, for our worship gathering. Go to our website, www.stanfordchristianchurch.com. Uh, once you're there, click on the Contact Us tab. Let us know you're listening, how we can pray for you and serve you. We want to be able to connect with you and get to know you. Uh, you can also click on the Give tab to support our ministry as well as uh, first time to learn a little bit and become uh, maybe a little more comfortable that very first time you come. You'll kind of see uh, where to come in and what to do. And We've got some videos and some stuff there to help make it a little more comfortable the first time you come in the door uh, because we really, really, really want uh, to see you and have you come and join us. Once again, my name is Pastor Jeremy, and this is Stanford Christian Church. Have a great week. Love God, love others, and tell somebody about Jesus.